Welcome back to Tanning in a Cornfield. I'm Tim and Jonah is not here with me. Recording time came, Jonah wasn't here, he, he still hasn't showed up. I waited for him for like 30 minutes, hasn't shown up. Probably had some complications show up with his potion business. It's been his excuse lately for not showing up for things. He's like, oh, a shipment was laid. Oh, I got 20 more orders than I was expecting. It was more than 20, but... You know, it, it keeps him a lot busier than he has been in the past. Um, I'm assuming that's why he decided not to show up to the Tanning in a Cornfield podcast today. Nevertheless, got a great episode for you. Jonah will be, you know, horrifically embarrassed that he missed out on this episode. Continuing on to the topic of the day, um, it has to do with football. Football, everyone. I mean, some people like football. Some people don't like football. Some people think football should be called something else instead of football. We're talking about American football here, not um, soccer or football if you live in Europe. I don't know what exactly how to say it, but American football. Um, so in the middle of the game, um, someone homie got hit. You know, that happens all of the time in football. They just run into each other, but... This time, you know, homie fell down and didn't get back up. Actually stopped his heart. That impact, for whatever reason, stopped his heart. Stopped the game. Game actually got canceled. Sent our man, poor um, football player, over to the hospital. You know, prayers out. Hopefully he's doing all right. But to the hospital. And, you know, you know just he, he survived. That's the important part is he survived. But... The interesting part of it is what happened when he woke up. He had one question. He woke up and he, his first question, it was, did we win the game? That was what was important. That's the first question, the first thing that you need to know when you wake up from you know your miniature coma is, did we win the game? And that was our football player's first question. And it was a pretty good first question, I, I got to say, like, you know, out of first questions to ask, that one pranks really high. But what other questions could he have asked in that situation? You, you know, you're not going to wake up from a coma too many times in your life. So you've got to make those first questions that you ask really worth it. And, um, you know, one question, one possible question, of course, is if you wake up from a random coma is did you gain any superpowers in the process of having your random coma? Cause that's, you know, that happens for some superheroes is like, shaboom, you know, supernatural then woke up, had superpowers, you know, radiation poisoning or whatever gave you amazing superpowers. You know, have super strength, which, you know, would be helpful for a football player. It'd be very helpful to have super strength. So it's, you know, it's not a bad question to ask. You could also, you know, have invisibility, which, is and is not helpful in football. Okay, so I guess question for the pools. Would invisibility be more helpful or problematic when playing American football? I mean, it's helpful in the fact that you would, like, hit and perform when people are least expecting it, but also your QB wouldn't know where to throw the ball. So you couldn't be a wide receiver. You definitely couldn't be a wide receiver. I mean, it might be helpful on defense. It might not be because no one knows if that player's actually being defended or not. You could, actually, you could cause some amazing confusion for the other team's QB. 
So if you're on offense, you confuse your QB. If you're on defense, you confuse the other team's QB because they see their player, they look wide open, and then you'd be standing there, but no one can see you. So it's like they have to mentally keep them in their head, never to throw it to that player because they don't know if that player is being defended or not. Which, I mean, you might not have to defend ever. You just your presence on the field would be known to ever throw it to that player. I mean, they might if they really get in a bind, they might. But you know, that could be a deterrent and something useful. I don't, they might not even allow you to play though, because it's like, oh, we can't tell if he's pass interferencing someone else. They can never call pass interference on you, I don't think, because they can never see what's happening. Maybe it would be like great if you're just playing, you know, is it called corner? Or your defense on the other team's wide receiver. That could actually be very good because they can never call pass interference. They don't know if you're actually on the guy or not. Like, that would be where invisibility would, like, help you while you're playing American football. Like, I don't think he could be QB. I don't think he could really be an offensive player. I, there's a lot a lot of things that I'm like, well, I don't know if he could do that. It's, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like the QB can do whatever they want. I can still see the ball that they're holding, right? So, you know, I think... Maybe as a defensive player, you could have some props in American football, but only in a very few select positions. When you, If you got a power like super strength, you'd be helped in like any situation. I mean, telekinesis, that could be perfect. It's like, I can move the football with my mind. If it's a bad throw, I can correct it. If I don't want someone to catch it, I can make it so they don't catch it. Like, I don't think there's... I'm, that's pretty OP. Like you could just you don't even have to do anything. You could be on the sidelines. Yeah, so maybe it's I don't know if you even play football if you had telekinesis. It's kind of one of those powers where it's a little overpowered in a sense, especially when it comes to like sports. Because you're moving a very light object, not very extraordinarily far. But if you're good at it, you can get paid a lot of money. So it's kind of like a little bit overpowered in a sense. When it comes to playing, you know, sports. So maybe our football player should have asked if he had telekinesis, invisibility, or super strength when he woke up from his coma. Not exactly sure, but, you know, winning the game would be also an important thing to ask about. I mean, I guess you could also... Super speed would be nice. I mean... Beyond the world of sports, I don't know if like super speed would be incredibly useful. It's like you retire and then you're, you know, you you don't really use your power anymore. So maybe super speed would be like a good short term one when like telekinesis or super strength would be. I guess strength kind of has a little bit of the same problem as speed. But I feel like telekinesis is something you could put into your everyday life. So maybe that's the most like long term useful one. When you could get, you know, big short-term benefits from strength and speed. Though strength and speed are kind of extremely similar. And are sometimes more of the same thing. Or you could get really unlucky and get the superpower of time travel. Because we've already solved time travel. We don't need a superpower to do it. We can just get into our time machine and try time travel with our magic school bus. So that superpower is kind of useless. So if this has ever been your dream, it's like, oh, I want to have this superpower, just go and get a time machine. It's, yeah. You know, people back in the day just didn't quite understand that, you know, time machines are going to be readily available um, as soon as, I mean, they're not readily available. There's only, 
I, there's not very many. We have the only time machine. So it's not readily be available, but it does exist. I, I just, I assume that it's regularly available because I use it a lot. But don't worry, that's not why Jonah's not here. Because he could come back to this time, or there's not really any time that you use while you're time traveling in the present. So he'd still be here even if he had a time travel adventure that he didn't invite me to. Which may or may not have happened before and we've talked over this, but... I mean, more like a shape-shifting power would be nice too. But, you know, that's all stuff that we have time to consider and ask. Um, if we ever wake up from a coma, maybe we'd be like, Hey, did I save the world and just forget about it because I got, you know, destroyed in the process. But, I mean, that's, that's likely to happen if you go and to a coma it's like oh of course i did something cool doing it so it's like okay show me the video i must have done something cool and of course someone in today's world will have caught it on video in fact everything basically everything is caught on video these days you know every podcast you listen to there's a video of it somewhere every you know sports game every family memory like it's all on video which is good and bad mostly good Except our time travel adventures because video acts weird throughout times. We wish we could share the videos with you. They are quite insightful. And we don't allow any videos of Jonah's potion business because it's top secret. Well, he doesn't allow. I would show you videos of it if I had them. But he's very strict on the no video policy. I mean, he'll talk to you about it next time he's on. He's like... I'll bring it up and it'll be like, oh yeah, so it's no video, it's top secret, you know, biggest business ever, yeah, stuff like that. But <clears throat> now it's time for a new segment because we do new segments a lot. In fact, none of our segments last very long. We're always moving on to new segments of the podcast. But we have story time presented by OpenAI because we type in random nonsense that we just talk about all the time and they kind of gives extra context to it that we would normally do, but it's kind of fun to just have AI do it and then talk about it some more and realize that we're better than AI, right? Because, you know, AI is getting good. It's taking away jobs and all of that. Um, also creating jobs, but, you know, that's a different story. And, you know, it's good to remind yourself that imagination is still a very human trait. So here is our story of our, you know, randomly generated topics, which are creative, which... You know, AI can't come up with it on its own. But once upon a time, in a magical land far, far away, there lived a diabetic unicorn named Luis. Despite his condition, Luis was a happy, energetic unicorn who loved nothing more than exploring the world around him. Yeah, that's not a bad introduction. One winter, as Christmas approached, Luis decided that he wanted to visit the North and meet Santa Claus, smart unicorn. He had always dreamed of meeting the jolly old man in red and seeing the wonder of the North Pole for himself. So, with a spring in his step and a heart full of excitement, Luis set off on his journey. That was actually a very good sentence. With a spring in his step and a heart full of excitement, it's it's going beyond itself. That's probably the best sentence I've ever seen AI write right there, but nevertheless... So with a spring in his step and a heart full of excitement, Luis set off on his journey. It was a long and treacherous journey, but Luis was determined to make it to the North Pole no matter what. As he traveled further, 
and further north, the air grew colder, and the landscape became more and more barren. But still, Luis pressed on, driven by his sense of adventure and his desire to see Santa. Finally, after many days of travel, Luis arrived at the North Pole. The sight that greeted him was nothing short of magical. The North Pole is a winter wonderland, with snow-covered mountains, frozen lakes, and forests of evergreens. And there, in the center of it all, was Santa's workshop. Luis was overjoyed at the sight of it, and he rushed inside to meet the man himself. But he was actually gone for the holidays, which resulted in a different adventure, not included in this AI rendition of the story. We'll get to that some other time. In this version of the story, Santa was delighted to meet Luis, and he invited the unicorn to stay for as long as he liked. Luis spent the entire day exploring the workshop and helping the elves prepare for Christmas. You know, good act of service. Great job, Luis. As the sun began to set, Luis said goodbye to Santa and set off on his journey back home. I believe the temperature is very low in the North Pole when the sun starts to set. It's not a very good time to go on your journey. You try when the sun starts to rise, stay the night. Um, that's a little inconsistency, a little scary for a unicorn. But let's let's see how the story ends. He was filled with joy in the magic of the North Pole. And he knew that he would always treasure the memories of this special journey. The end. Okay, so we don't know if he made it home or not. Um, hopefully for our unicorn Luis. Hopefully he made it home. Maybe there'll be a part two where it's like, did Luis make it back home safely from the North Pole? Um, was Santa actually out of his workshop? You know, stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a decent start to it all. Decent start to it all. Now, with all the innovation in the world that's brought to us amazing things like the automobile, um, Twitter, computers, and, you know, central heating. Central heating is very nice. The world has also brought us the motorcycle. But yet, as of this day, it has not brought us the monocycle. You know, the motorcycle was created from the concept of putting an engine on a bike. But no one's really perfected putting an engine on a unicycle. What will it take for the world to get to the point where they'll be enlightened and inspired and innovative enough to create the monocycle? I think that's what I'd call it. A motorcycle, but with only one wheel where you sit back, you enjoy it, it's nicely balanced, and you just zoom away on only one wheel. Because when it comes to replacing tires, you only ever want to replace one. That's when, you know, these start out with big trucks, giant tires, and you're like, oh my, it costs way too much. So you, you know, you go down to your nice little car, and you're like, oh, this is much better. You get to your motorcycle, it's like, oh, so much better than your motorcycle. And you're like, this is how travel was meant to be. We need solutions that are like, you know, saving the environment by using less tires per year. Um, there's probably, you know, landfills full of just used tires that aren't useful anymore because, I don't know, there might be a way to recycle tires that I don't know of off the top of my... There's, there's definitely ways to recycle tires, but I don't know if they all get recycled. So anyhow, um, and the fact that they probably don't make anything as cool as tires after the fact. So, 
when will someone have the innovation to come up with the monocycle? Question, hopefully in the next, you know, 15 minutes, but probably more realistically, more realistically, within the next 15 years would be wonderful. Just save the environment, save the world, invent the monocycle. A unicycle, but propelled with, I don't know, what do you need, like 200 horsepower? That's kind of extreme. Most motorcycles don't make that much, but a 200 horsepower monocycle, then, you know, your existence is, you know, there's a meaning to it now. So now, um, to wrap things up, we have one more topic of discussion, and it has to do with mermaids. We know that mermaids, you know, they're cool, they, you know, nice fantasy fairy tale type of stuff, and, you know, there's great stories, you know, exploring the ocean, but what if instead of having mermaids we you know switched it up maybe i don't know depending on your view maybe even upgrade it to um mer penguins you know you don't need mermaids when you get a mer penguin you know a penguin that swims has kind of a tail and explores it, the ocean and um has adventures we can even make a magical like that would be you know a lot cuter than a mermaid right just a mer penguin you know open up to it just opens up your audience to like anyone because everyone loves penguins. I think the best thing about the merpenguin is they kind of already exist. Penguins can swim. They kind of already have a tail with their like feet that can move through their feet. Their feet really even move when they swim or just their arms. I, I don't think their really feet really propel, but they kind of look a little mermaid-ish. So I think, you know, penguins have an advantage because they kind of uh, merpenguins kind of already exist and it, it makes them wonderful so we need like more magical mermaid type adventures with penguins and we can even call them mer penguins because they're magical penguins so and that's really it here from telling in a cornfield today maybe jonah will decide that you know podcasting is important and he needs to do it sometimes even though his potion business is booming so we'll see you then we'll see you next time on tanning in a cornfield